Hello, hello. Welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. This is a video episode because I have had so many questions on YouTube and from the podcast. So this episode is going to be going on YouTube as well. This podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a digital nomad life for yourself or a travel lifestyle for yourself. If you are already a digital nomad, if you're interested in entrepreneurship, working online, or just entrepreneurship, travel in general. And of course, we chat a lot about money, building wealth in the online space and taxes as well, which is a big reason for why I was in Paraguay. So if you missed the first kind of segment that I did, I will link the episode number in the podcast and I will link the YouTube video in the show notes because in that episode, I really went through the specifics of my process to getting residency in Paraguay, what that looked like for me. This is going to be an update on where that stands. It's been about four months later and I am no longer in Paraguay. So this is a little update on Paraguay and life in general, but also on the process and what it looked like and my recommendations for you if you are thinking about doing your residency process, which if it's a good fit for you, I would highly, highly recommend. So I am Nomad Neeks. I'm a full-time digital nomad. I was an expat living in China and now I've been a digital nomad for the last two years, an expat for six. So I haven't lived in my home country of Canada for about six years now and I have no plans on going back. I am no longer a resident in Canada. Now I'm an, I am a Paraguay resident, which is very exciting, but let's chat about what the update on that is. Like I said, if you do want to hear more about the actual process, I go into a lot of detail, then head to the previous episode or the link below for the other YouTube video. But where we stand today, so I was in Paraguay for just under three months, about two and a half-ish months, and my partner's visa was only good for three months there. I could actually stay as long as I wanted because I was going through the residency process, um, but he had to leave. So now we are in Buenos Aires in Argentina. And we stayed in Asuncion, which is the capital of Paraguay, and also in San Bernardino, which is a very short drive. It's about an hour drive, and it's the cottage country of Asuncion. So in the summer, in December, January, February, when it's really hot, uh, we were told it gets very busy. It was not super busy, but we rented a really beautiful house, Facebook marketplace we found it on, um, and really affordable price. I think it was 450 USD for an entire month renting it in this house. And it was the off season. So I do want to note that it would probably be double, which still is not horrible um, in the summer time, in our winter time, December, January, February. Summer for them apparently gets very hot. I will be going back in January. So I will keep you posted on what the heat actually is like in Paraguay. But yeah, so I ended up doing the residency process my second day of being in the country. I wanted to just get it done, start the process. My lawyer told me that it would be about four months until I got my the temporary residence. And then after that, they would apply for the cedula, which takes about another month. So four months later, I did get an update from her. I had to leave the country 
but they're pretty used to that. So they said that they would just DHL me the documents whenever they were ready. And that is at my cost, of course, but they will send me those whenever the cedula is done. So it took about four months for the temporary residence, which is good for two years. And then another month, which I am now waiting for the cedula. Once I have that, she will mail all of that off to me and just make it very simple for me. And the reason she needs to mail that to me, I specifically asked her, is because I need to enter the country next year. So my second entry, but it needs to be using my cedula. It cannot be using a passport. My Canadian passport that I used to enter Paraguay originally, it cannot be with that. It needs to be with the cedula. So I asked her, you know, I'll be back in January, which is like six months from now. So it's not that long. I was like, can I just get it for me then? And she was like, no, you need to enter with your cedula, which makes sense. So she will need to mail that to me. So that's kind of important to note because I did not know that, but you do need to enter the country the second time using your cedula. So we stayed in Paraguay from April to June, really great months. I would really recommend staying there. It was even a little bit hot in April and May, some days, um, a little bit rainy, but not too rainy. It was a very nice temperature. We didn't ever need a jacket or a coat like we do here in Buenos Aires in July. Um, but yeah, very nice weather. If you are a foreigner, what I would recommend is, we did not know this, we stayed in the downtown, kind of we would assume downtown is the main central area. Downtown is a little bit unsafe, I will say. So if you are wanting to go to Asuncion, which if you're doing this process, you will have to at some point, um, I would recommend to stay in Via Mora. It is an area and a lot of the foreigners are there in Via Mora. Prices are a little bit more expensive, but nothing crazy. There are some really great shopping malls, supermarkets, all of the things, and it's safe to walk at night. Where we initially stayed, cathedral area, if you look on the map, uh, there are some homeless people. And at night, I would really just, we didn't usually go out at night because it just wasn't safe. And, you know, if you're staying somewhere for a month, you kind of want to be able to go out at night if you want. So I would recommend Via Mora. There's also a really great expats in Paraguay Facebook group. And then they have meetups once a month, I believe it is. So pretty often a Canadian guy organizes it. And we went to one our first week in Asuncion, and there was probably like 40 people there. There was quite a few people there. So that is a really great way to meet other expats and nomads. And almost all of the foreigners were there for the residency. And a lot of them had multiple residencies or they lived there pretty full time or part time, but they did have the residency. So that's a great way to meet other people. Now, in terms of cost of living, I would say Paraguay Asuncion is quite affordable. I told you the price of rent that was in the off season in San Bernardino. And I would say on average for when we stayed, it was on Airbnb prices are a little bit more expensive. I would say anywhere from 700 to a thousand USD for a decent place in Via Mora for one month. So pretty affordable. If you go on Facebook or any of the local apps or websites, it will be significantly less money. Um, but with Airbnb, you also kind of have that guarantee. So that is what we liked about that. And let me see, what else do we have? So that's kind of a little update, general update on what it was like living in Paraguay. 
I would really recommend to stay there for a few months. If you can stay there for more than three, you might want to um, if you are doing the residency process. And one thing I wanted to mention about the lawyers. Now, this is important. And it was funny. When we went to that first expat meeting, there were so many expats saying, what lawyer did you choose? What's their name? Who are they? Because there are so many lawyer scams. And I would say probably half of the people when we went to our specific expat meetup in Asuncion were scammed. And scammed for, you know, thousands of dollars. It was a lot of money that they paid a lawyer in Asuncion because a lot of the time you have to collect your documents. So you don't meet the lawyer before going to Paraguay, you have to collect the documents in your home country and they tell you what you need. And then you potentially, I didn't, but you potentially may need to pay them upfront because that's technically them starting the services, getting the documents ready. They have to do some things on their end while you're in your home country. And then you get there and these lawyers are just nowhere to be found. So unfortunately that did happen quite a bit. Like I said, about 50% of the expats that had something along those lines had happened to them, whether they paid them or hopefully hadn't paid them yet, but it was a scam. So that is very prevalent. You'll see in the Facebook group, there's a lot of people who say I can help. Um, Just be very cautious, I would say, with who you are getting the help from. And I would highly recommend the lawyer I use. I did a lot of research, I will say, a lot of research on different lawyers and price points and if they were legit or not. And I ended up going with a lawyer who actually has some family in the government, which is great. And she was very professional and I knew that I could trust her because she had so many recommendations. And she really just, her services were amazing. She's a team of people. She does this literally every single day. I was asking, she's kind of a case handler who brought us around in her car and brought us to all the buildings, got us to do it. It only took a few hours, um, but you do kind of have to do that, go to all the buildings with them. And then you sign power of attorney for the process over to them so that they can really just handle everything for you. And I really trusted them. I would not just sign power of attorney with anybody, but they have been very professional throughout this whole process. If I have any questions, I just message her and she's very responsive. So That is one thing I will say is be cautious of who you're hiring. There are a lot of lawyers. Not all of them are professional. You really want somebody who is going to get you the residency as soon as possible and who you can really trust. So if you do want that recommendation, feel free to email me, Nicole at nomadneeks.com. I will put the email below or message me on any of my socials. I am usually on Instagram. So Instagram, email, whatever works best for you. And I'd be happy to make an introduction because she, her services were very excellent. And any questions I had, she helped me with what documents I would need to collect in Canada. She helped me with any questions that I had about even just Paraguay life. When I was doing my document process with her case handler, one of the first days I arrived in Asuncion, I had so many questions because I had been there for two days about... Paraguay and the prices and the people and cost of living, like just random questions. And they were so helpful. She had a whole notes document that she sent me afterwards with places to eat and things to do and visit and really just went above and beyond in her services. So if you are interested in that, she has a few different package offerings and I would highly, highly recommend going with her. You want to make sure that you go with somebody for this process who can get it 
done pretty efficiently for you and who you trust. So that is what I have to say on that. And if you have any other questions about Paraguay, about what the process looks like for me, then feel free to message me on socials if you have any more specific questions about what the documents you'll need are and how to go about getting them. I'm happy to hop on a call. So send me a DM if you want the link for that. But yeah, if you have any other general life questions, feel free to reach out to ask me and I am more than happy to help. This has been a very seamless process, I will say. All I had to do was get the documents in Canada, spend about two hours on the ground in Paraguay, and that is all I have done for this process. So very, very seamless. There's many steps in this process, but the lawyer handled handled all of it. You also have to file a, I don't know the official term for it, but basically you have to file kind of like an invoice of how much you made in the country every single month. So she can also help you with that, the lawyer Um, because that is something that once you're a resident, you do have to do in Paraguay. Maybe you don't have to do that in your current country. I know in Canada, I didn't, but it is something that you have to do in Paraguay. So that's something good to keep in mind as well. So that has been my little update. And this is the work, wealth and travel podcast. If you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up ask me any questions below. Feel free to check out all of my links below. And if you are listening on Apple, Spotify, any of the podcast players, please go ahead and leave me a review. I would really, really appreciate any review that you can leave me saying how much you enjoy this podcast. And if you are looking for more digital nomad life updates, digital nomad advice, what it is like to live and sustain a digital nomad lifestyle, entrepreneurship, online business, money online, all of those things are what I love to talk about. And of course, taxes and residency as well, then definitely subscribe to the podcast or subscribe to the YouTube channel. I release three episodes a week in the podcast. So pretty frequently on here talking about all of the things. Thank you for joining me today and I will see you next week.